I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 167, featuring my guest today, Kevin McCall of the Philadelphia-based band Andorra. Uh, he also runs a booking agency called Bad Habits Booking, and uh, that's how we kind of became friends. Uh, Kevin actually booked our last show um, in Philly at the Grape Room, and uh, I definitely wanted to get him on and uh, get a proper conversation going about uh, everything that he's been up to in his band. Uh, it sounds like they have a new documentary that uh, just came out about basically the last 10 years of uh, making music, playing shows. Um, I featured a couple of Andorra's new singles on this episode. One is called Guts and the other is called Leather Jacket. And uh, you can find both of those on iTunes and Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. Um, so hopefully, yeah, if uh, your friends or fans of Kevin's, uh, hopefully you enjoy the conversation and um, hopefully you had a good holiday weekend. Uh, definitely thanks for listening and supporting local music. Um, you can definitely follow the podcast on Facebook or Instagram or any of that stuff or uh, drop a rating. It all helps. Um, you can find the links to Andorra's music and to the new documentary in the episode notes. And then uh, last two things, uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is up and running. If you're looking for any music video or live video content uh, in and around the DMV. And then, of course, the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop out of Laurel, Maryland. And uh, I take all my guitars there, and uh, it's the best uh, guitar shop in town. But, uh, yeah. Without too much further ado, we'll get to the conversation with Kevin. start i can hear you yeah well yeah man um you know welcome on what i call the part-time rockstar podcast i know it's uh been a little while i was trying to get you on uh some time ago but yeah good catch up with you yeah me too man i think we've known each other for a little while here i've uh i've sent some folks your way when i was doing some independent like promotion type work yeah. Um, my buddy chatted with you. Uh, I know the bees guys pretty well, and I also do some booking in Philly. So I, I uh, the little show you guys had a great room. Um, I was doing a lot of like, coordination with you. I don't know if you put that together, but that's oh all yeah, I know. I, I was emailing you. I was gonna say definitely appreciated that one. Um, yeah, great that show. I was, was the first time. Yeah, first time playing up there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're based out of Baltimore, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you ever play I, Joe Squared downstairs? Um, no, but it's I've gone there to get okay. a beer. Like it's like our normal pre-show spot to go to because okay. there's like a bunch of dives like on that block, and then also the metro is on yeah. that block. So we should go hang out over there a little bit. Nice, very cool. But 
uh, yeah, I was checking out your stuff too. Uh, obviously, at first, I didn't quite know if you were just booking or if uh, you had the band going as well. But uh, eventually, I put the pieces together. It's kind of funny because just look for some reason the band name. I just figured it was metal. I don't know why. Interesting. Yeah, I've never gotten that before. I've gotten a hundred different things. Um, it's actually a small country in the middle of, in between France and uh, Spain, I believe. So we get a lot of folks that are uh, often yeah. Spanish speaking and uh, can't really interact with them because. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm a I'm a Irish Nick bastard, so it's a uh, it's a little hard on me. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah. we get the, we get a lot of folks coming in for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, how long has that been going, Andorra? Andorra's been a band for ten plus years. Uh, the current lineup is probably um, probably a six year relationship with myself. Uh, Jordan, who started it back with me in, in grade school, and um, Mike Trichecki and Dante have sort of joined the band since college. We've been been out of college uh, for a couple years now, um, yeah. probably four, four or five years. So, um, But ultimately, we've been a band for 12-something years, and uh, we just actually just put out a, we're putting out a documentary about it this weekend. That's um, awesome. It's a little feature length film about an hour of just uh, all of the past guitar players and bass players and people that we've had in the band over the years just kind of helping us make this thing possible so yeah Yeah. oh that's cool this will be uh, perfect timing then uh to get this episode out and then uh, link it up with the yeah that's what i was thinking (laughs) okay cool yeah i mean a lot of times people have something new coming out but i don't always know what it is um so that's cool. I mean, going back to Spotify, it looks like you guys go back to about 2015 on there. So I don't know. Yeah, our first show as a band was August 2010. Um, and then we didn't put a record out until five years later because, uh, you know, just scrappy young kids yeah. from the suburbs who couldn't really pay for studio time, but we loved to play. So we had five years to really tweak the songs off that first record, um, which is called et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, we owe it to all of the people that kind of jammed with us over the years and helped shape that record. Um, there's a lot of liner notes on that album because there's a lot of people that, you know, made those songs, the songs. So, yeah. uh, it's been a long time. That's cool. Well, how are you putting the documentary out? Just like straight up on YouTube or is there some kind of like other thing? Yeah, so uh, the Grape Room is our home base here in Philly. Um, I get to book that club, uh, get to try out a lot of different acts, and um, yeah. it's kind of like a blank canvas. I can There's no wrong answers, and we get to see what works, and then uh, if, if it continues to work, try it again down the road. So um, it's a really good stage for young bands to cut their teeth on, and um, we're we're uh we're always trying to cut our teeth especially with new music so um this weekend we're gonna screen it on the projector in there on the downstairs stage oh that's awesome yeah then we're gonna play a show yeah i mean i have a lot of good things to say obviously about uh the old grape room there i mean uh it was cool i think the first thing that was funny is we got there it was like obviously like north side of philly and like i never 
kind of been past whatever yeah. you know the mid midtown is. So this is not what I expected over there in the in the yunk, the Maniunk. Yeah, Maniunk. It's um, it's it's considered Philadelphia, but it's slightly more suburban. It's got your like Main Street kind of feel on right. it on in there. So um, a lot of college kids, a lot of surrounding colleges in that area between St. Joe's and uh, LaSalle. Uh, Jefferson just moved yeah. in over there, a new campus. So it's really um, nice. Yeah, got a lot of a lot of young whippersnappers. Get, getting populated in that area. Yeah, I mean, being from Baltimore, you know, we just kind of expect to get robbed or whatever and kind of accept, yeah. expect the same thing, certain parts of Philly for sure. But we got there and I got like a nice little Airbnb like over in one of the neighborhoods and I was like, oh, wow, like we might be able to keep our gear tonight. This is, yeah, uh, not too bad. Not too shabby. pretty sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. And then I guess there's like a natural pull or natural draw there a little bit because from talking to some of the people, just kind of seems like people just roll in and out, you know? Yeah, COVID has been really kind to that venue because um, some of the surrounding neighborhood bars have, have unfortunately closed down, but we've kind of collected all of those yeah. those neighborhood people and, and just college folks that want to hang out and drink and party. So um, um, we, we will claim them as our own. And uh, and then it, it's it's the room is about 115 caps, so... Um, when you get those that natural audience in there from just walk up plus yeah. you know the people that you will draw um, being in a band hopefully uh, it, it their room packs out very quickly so it's yeah it was super cool. I mean plus I figured there might have been 200 people in there if you count the upstairs bar like that, that was packed up there too yeah we you know we're <laughs> very loose <laughs> yeah. fire department rolls around we're like ah yeah we look the other way <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, it's cool the documentary's coming out. I mean, um, I guess because this is a podcast, usually people want to, like, you know, give credit where credit's due on whoever put it together. I don't know if it was you or if it was uh, an outside uh, person. Yeah, we. Uh, it was a, an idea I had for a while um, because we just have this long history of being a band, but uh, uh, it was created by mike scioli who's done a lot of live photos for us a couple music videos over the years um he's a fantastic photographer and uh he did a really great job of sort of uh, putting the pieces together of uh, this this very long-winded history of this band and uh helped us revise some of our history in a way where it's entertaining not not too boring not too self-serving so um yeah yeah, credit is totally due to mike scioli that's what's up. Um, any fun backstories in the documentary people should uh, should know about, or should they just wait till it comes out and check it out? I don't know. Yeah, no, that there's um, you know, with all bands that have been active as long as we have, we've certainly had our fallout moments with uh, you know people who meant a lot to us. Yeah. Over the years, you know, one of my best buddies, uh, Nick Malfire, he played in the band and uh, um, we had to kick him out. It was mm-hmm. just kind of how it was that time was for us. And it was just yeah. sort of uh, really tough on us. And then um, it was funny interviewing him and seeing how how like close we still were and how we can kind of just still shoot the shit. And, you know, after we interviewed him, we interviewed him in my house here and uh 
Um, we just kind of watched the news and, and put on a record and, and hung out for a while. So it was like nothing changed, but uh, this huge part of our lives um, yeah. changed the trajectory of our relationship for a little bit. And then, you know, like nothing, we were right back at it. So yeah, crazy like how things work. Yeah, I feel like especially the older you get, I mean, hopefully the less grudges you hold. Although I know that's definitely not true of everyone. Yeah, but, every every uh, um, fallout or every grudge that I've ever had or started, um, I've always tried to. I'm not I'm not one to hold grudges, so uh, I'm usually yeah. the first to start some shit and then also apologize for it because that's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah, I know personally it just takes too much of a toll on me to try to hold them. But I've also noticed surprisingly how other people seem to like relax more than I would anticipate sometimes over yeah. time. And then it's like, all right, nothing happened. It's not like nothing happened, but it's like, all right, we're friends again, whatever. Sure. And yeah. It's like way more fun and all that to just like move on than it is to just sit around digging up old bones or whatever. Yeah. It's fun to sort of befriend your enemies again because yeah. you, know, you actually have a lot in common most likely <laughs> yeah it's like it's people mature it's like yeah we're allowed to be mad at each other but we're also allowed yeah. to like move on like whatever yeah so. and i think the documentary talks touches on that and, and you get to see everybody's uh where everybody's at and and you know nick our buddy who played guitar wasn't the only guitar player that that happened to with us um yeah we had another guy named sam carlin in the band who we got to interview and uh, that was like a in real time kind of burying the hatchet sort of thing. Um, so that was really cool. And uh, hopefully he comes out to the show and, and hangs and watches it because, uh, you know, yeah, that was a tough one, too. <laughs> yeah. Faces come and go. I've been calling my band like a mercenary band for like the last five or six years or whatever it is, because I feel like I've probably had about, I don't know, 20 or so regulars. You know, yeah. roll through in and out, but it's kind of fun. It's like a Swiss Army knife band. Depends on the occasion. But, yeah. Um, lately, though, I feel like I've gotten a more solid lineup, so it's been uh, got some more regulars in there who are. Yeah, that's great. Down. The regular the regularity of it is is like yeah, you know, it, it's really helpful. You don't have to doesn't feel like you have to teach people the songs all over again. They're already kind of. Yeah. prepped on them they're they're coming in hot and uh somebody who might not know parts is like you know coming in a little blind obviously so yeah yeah we actually had a bona fide band practice or two before our, the philly show which i honestly <laughs> prior to maybe that show it almost stopped doing just like all right guys here's the songs here's the date show up we'll figure it out yeah like we're a, like almost a jam band <laughs> yeah in, in the past but we've gotten there's better about that fun to that too, too especially when you are a band with you know somewhat of a connection like i sometimes i i've been playing with my drummer for so long i just need to kind of look at him make eye contact with him and he knows what's yeah. happening and then sometimes uh you know I, i've played in other bands where it's like this is so loose and you know we could have definitely afforded another <laughs> rehearsal in here and we're just winging it yeah. up here um you know, the rehearsed. There's a there's a line you got to tell when when you're so rehearsed. Sometimes it doesn't doesn't feel fun. But when you do wing it and you're like you're right on that cusp of like yeah. just losing it, the the wheels are about to fall off, and then you're also you're also just doing the damn thing. So it's like the you know the car's a little wobbly, but you you know you're staying on your course. So it's uh, when that happens, it's the most fun. 
Yeah, for sure. You guys been uh, playing out at all of late? Uh, this weekend's a big weekend for us. We're, we're actually playing two nights at the Grape. Um, oh, nice. It's our, our home base, so uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Um, so it, that'll be a real good time. Um, we have an album release show coming up in January. It's going to be January 6th at the Milk Boy here in Philly. Um, our new record's called Boogie Night Blues. It's uh, very yeah. reminiscent of like Little Richards and some Rolling Stones. Uh, just, you know, boogie rock blues is what I, I originally wanted to call it, but um, it was a little too on the nose. So we, we just subbed oh. out the word rock for night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, we're, we, we kind of wrote to this theme. It was written over the course of COVID. Um, but, you know, there's some straight blues rippers, uh, a, a very much Little Richard inspired tune on there. Um, uh, just this like Memphis swamp rock kind of thing that you could dance to is is what I'm describing it as. So um, yeah, it definitely yeah. is definitely the dance dance style, whatever you want to call it, like uh, almost Back to the Future style rock. Cool. Yeah, there's this through line in rock right now. I think that's just it got this boogie boogie rock thing to it. Like um, mm-hmm. some some of us have. I had the pleasure to hear some new Queen stuff, and that's definitely um, Queens of Stone Age. That is like th- their new materials, definitely of that nature. And um, yeah. uh, the new uh, Royal Blood record is very much something that like we wanted to kind of emulate a little bit. Um, there's definitely a little bit more disco inspired, but like just that that upbeat, dancey rock stuff that is is just is uh it's coming back a little bit so that's that's what we were trying to go for here yeah. and then writing through a theme was really fun we never got to do that before so we we uh you know it's it's easier to do this boogie rock stuff in drop d because you know you're, you're not spreading your hands too too much you know it was kind of like a physical thing after a while so um and it just yeah. it, it opened a whole new world for me as like a you know someone who's just riff writing and uh it, yeah. it kind of, I just kind of clicked one day. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to just write all of our songs on, in this vein for the next couple months here. So that's, and we just kind of fell right into it. And they, the guys were like, yeah, hell yeah, we dig it. So that's how it happened. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I guess the three latest songs are just uh, the singles for uh, Leather Jacket, Guts, and Hidden Desires. Um. I didn't quite pick up on a lyrical theme throughout. I don't know if there's supposed to be one. I mean, sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't in a sort of EP yeah. release. But I don't know if you want to talk about those at all. Yeah, uh, lyrically, there isn't necessarily a theme throughout. Um, I guess, uh, you know, we, we've had four really solid records. This will be our fourth um, so four solid records of, of music that I'm very proud of. So, um, sometimes you, like, you know, I might've overthought some things, but you know, I, I'm very hesitant to write the same song twice, whether it's like yeah. falling into like an ACDC thing where it's like, Oh yeah, that's that drum groove and that, that yeah. guitar tone through that amp, that's our sound. So, um, a, I'm not opposed to that, but I was fearful of falling into that sort of yeah, trap. groove. 
Yeah, trap. Yeah, it's a better word. Um, so uh, I think that's why we tried to tried to pigeonhole ourselves to something new and different that we've never done before. Um, so uh, yeah, and then, then lyric lyrically, in that sense, like you have to sort of dig a little bit deeper than you would have given that it's your fourth record in. So like first yeah. record, it's like, you know we're angsty young kids and we just like it's right there. We don't have to scratch the surface too much. It's just it's it's right there. I, I got it. You know, it's yeah. within. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's a it's a grasp away. So um, this was like a, you know a little bit of a heavier kind of record for us. Um, just stuff that was like you know buried down a little bit deep that we had to, that I had to reach for. So um, every song is a little bit different. Um, but um, yeah, uh, guts is a little bit of a, a love song. Uh, just kind of going through some some typical mar- marriage yeah. type things um but uh and leather jacket is a song that uh the the guy that produced our record tommy lay he he sort of gifted it to us it was a, a song that we were digging out with him when michael and i were were playing in his band uh tommy Leahy and the cuban missile crisis and that was always on the set list and uh, he likes to throw a lot of his songs away and we're like, can we have that one before you throw it out? So, um, he gifted it to us and he helped us produce it and write it and, and rearrange some things in the studio. So yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, uh, a typical talking point that I like to bring up, um, with people that, you know, fellow songwriters and whatnot is like, um, I don't know. I find like maybe it's a personal thing. And it's different for everybody. But for me, like, one of the things as you get older is, like, um, I don't know if it gets easier, but it's definitely a conscious thing that I think about as far as, like, um, being just more authentic, more vulnerable, more honest every single time. Yeah. Like, you go about writing songs. or Usually a batch of songs are usually an album or something like that. I don't know yeah. if you find that happens or not, or if you even care or try to do that yeah in a similar way i think i've become more blunt in general over the years like whether it's just day-to-day conversations with people like you know i i might i might (laughs) be cosmo kramer and just say the the worst (laughs) most blunt thing yeah i could possibly say but it's the truth at the end of the day and uh you know incorporating that into your songwriting i think less people will go what's that song about and it's like oh that i know exactly what that song's about so i think that calls for uh a a very well-written song and um you know i I think i'm i'm sort of still hiding behind a couple things and some of the lyrics on this upcoming record but um you know uh our last record family tree and the song in particular family tree was very um you know it was kind of just like I often get wrapped up in like, ah, oh, what, like, what, you know, what, what are my parents going to say about this song? What is, what, yeah, what is this person exactly. going to think of this? So, uh, rather than just, you know, being nervous and, and, and beating around the bush, I've kind of just come to be like, ah, oh, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. And then yeah. you hate me for it, then hate me for it. But, uh, I think I'm just, all of this is just in an emotional sort of expression of getting things off our chests and, uh, that this is one way that we're doing it. So, um, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's the point of all of it. So why not just, just be honest and be blunt? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like what I'm 
like scared to send somebody a song at first, like a demo. I'm like, this might be a good sign. Sometimes it's a bad sign. <laughs> it is a bad song, but like sometimes it's like those are the good ones. Maybe. You know? I think so too. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, how many uh, tracks do you have going on this uh, this new album coming out? This upcoming record is going to be nine songs. Um, it's an independent release. Um, it'll be out January 6th, same date of our album release. We've been sitting on it for a while. Um, a lot of these tunes have been written in COVID. Uh, so, you know, it was, uh, it's, it's been a long time coming. I think we're kind of already ready to write the next one. Um, but this, you know, couldn't be prouder of this. It, it definitely feels like a more matured version of this band. Um, so we're super proud of it and super excited to just share it with the world. Right on. Um, I mean, I could go through Spotify, I guess, and actually look, but I mean, do you feel like, um, your writing cycle is like two to three years, like personally, or is it different than that? Does it vary? Like, is there a regular <laughs> interval or I wish it wasn't that way, but, uh, it sort of seems to be how we, we write, um, you know, yeah, like I think two years is sort of the, the yeah. time frame that we're usually used to working with. Um, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's good too. My, you know, we're very particular about everything. You know, like we kind of need to have our hands on every aspect of this. We, the only thing that we sort of want outside help with is is, uh, um, you know the production and, and engineering yeah. of our records, you know, we, we love outside personnel in the studio with us to be like, ah, you know what, this guitar tone isn't really working. Let's change it up. And, uh, Tommy Leahy, who did this record with us was, was super good about that, especially when it came to guitar tones. So, um, but you know, we, we mixed this record just like the last one. We mastered it just like the last one. So, uh, you know, it's it's like an internal struggle sometimes to get things out or just to get us motivated to to release these things. But um, it always snaps together once yeah. once we're we're like right there at the finish line. You know, it's like oh yep, we have a record ready to go. Let's let's do the damn thing. So, any plans for any further uh, promo, like a music video or any stuff like that, or just focused on the documentary for now? Yeah, what, what we're doing like one thing at a time right now. You know, we're we're uh, I think we're uh, we're the tortoise and the tortoise and the hare story. You know, like slow and steady sort of wins the race for us. So we're uh, yeah one thing at a time. We're gonna do this this uh, documentary this weekend, and then an album release show. Sometimes you know it's we, we got to explore other markets outside of Philly. Um, and then kind of come back home and make Philly a little bit more of an interesting place for us to play because, you know, we know that we can tear it up here. So uh, just sort of spreading this 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 band and this music to other areas of the world and then bringing it back home just to be like, all right, this is this yeah. is what home feels like. So um, we, we were recently on tour in the summertime and um, we were actually up up in Baltimore and uh, we were in DC and uh, similarly we had some gear stolen from us, some, <laughs> some damage to a van that we rented. So we, yeah. we had to cancel a couple dates, but um, 
we powered through it. And by the time we got home to Philly, it was like a little bit of a homecoming. So it was, uh, yeah, it's cool. Making your hometown feel like a hometown is, is uh, how we want to approach all of our shows. So, uh, we need a reason to place. So, um, we're going to make sure that the next couple times we go out and do, do this, uh, we're doing it for like a, a bit of a celebration. Yeah. Well, definitely let me know. I can definitely try to help you out down here. For sure. Um, yeah, definitely share the uh, mentality of, of trying to uh, hit a few more spots on the map yeah. as well. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's something about Philly. It just might it might be my favorite music city, um, even more than like you know uh, Austin or like I haven't really been to Nashville, but it is you know probably leaning country a little bit there. Not that that's necessarily bad. But, like, all my favorite bands, I feel like, are from Philly. Like, my all-time yeah. favorite band is Mischief Brew. And okay. uh, no longer around. But um, even, like, the Menzingers now are, like, easily my top two, you know, still living bands. So it's Yeah, kinda... I'm happy that you consider Philadelphia music down because I don't think most yeah, Philadelphia I don't, don't think most people do. <laughs> but it's just funny how, like, a lot of my favorite bands seem to come from there at like yeah, punk rock working class mentality that I think I like, and um, you know sometimes New York and and stuff like that. It's a little bit more glitzy or harder to relate to it at yeah. times, maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, there's a panel in Philly with uh, a couple music heroes of mine one of them was uh adam wiener of loka connie who's also in a philadelphia band and um members of great time and uh mannequin pussy were all on stage and like these are these are huge bands that have started in originally were like local bands of philly so um you know and and they they went on to kind of say that we have an inferiority complex here where uh you know we we you know, we're always the underdog. We always want to be the underdog. Uh, and yeah. in a lot of cases, we probably are. But, uh, you know, we have to stay, take a step back and be like, no, you know, what? look like. T- look at like the Philadelphia soul records that came out of this town. You know, like look at, you know, uh, Hall and Oates, one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, like Bowie had an, an entire love affair with the city of Philadelphia. So like there's, there's a, there's a lot to be proud of as a Philadelphia musician. And sometimes we just take that for granted, but you know, that there's a music venue on every block. And I think there's a reason for that. And uh, you know, that's, it's, I'm proud to be from Philly and proud to be in a town that's an affordable music (laughs) forward kind of city. So. Yeah, it's cool for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I mean, obviously I also appreciate, uh, you booking us here for some time in March, I think, um, I guess, oh, yeah, sure. I think I pretty much got the build together for that. Got a bunch of other friends from Philly from the podcast. Um, so pretty sure they're all set and ready to go. But obviously if you have a, a name or two as well, including yourself, I mean, I kind of forgotten or didn't quite notice that this was your band at first. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. um, but yeah, that but, a lot of people talked about how that show just kind of had this community feeling about it that, 
other shows that we've had here just didn't have you know like you guys had all this video promo afterwards that was like i have content to post on our instagram for the next couple weeks here so well yeah i mean i these days man i just feel like anything you can do like extra for the community so like i was trying to pump it up with all the guys um, on the podcast that video that you had that video (laughs) you posted uh shared it with me too of like just like, like scenes of the evening that was yeah. really rad and um there's a really cool picture of the, the mural that he shared with me which like you know again another thing with philly is like there's just this shared history that everybody sort of yeah. seems to know of and recalls upon at any given moment um and a lot of the faces on that mural are, are people who who made the grape room this, this yeah it's awesome is. yeah so uh yeah that you know and there's a reason why that that picture got like 400 plus likes on it you know it's like yeah. all of these people who who made that club a little bit of a um you know a musty destination or or are there and uh, you know liking it and doing, doing what you guys did so it's also appreciated on my side yeah man anytime i'm, I'm yeah. all, all about trying to just i don't know ramp up the whatever it is, the exposure or the energy or the community feeling or whatever. Like, I don't know. I was talking from talking to Jeff from Wisher, I think. And yeah, he's been playing there for like 20 years. And he was just like, this is the, you know, the most active and like most excited people have been to like get everything, everyone together. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's the way I would hope, you know, we can do it. Like, yeah. Somebody has got to, got to push a little bit here. Yeah. I think so, Jeff also said that the room has a new energy, which is cool to see too. Because, yeah. um, or here, because he has been playing the room for for a couple of years, and um, I'm glad to hear that something that all of us that work over there are doing is is creating this this new energy that um, people are picking up on. So I think that too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool what you're doing as well. Just taking the initiative to just book, you know. Not everybody really wants to handle that all the time. Yeah, but well, it pays the bills. That's <laughs> that's the full time job here. It's the dream. Oh, so. It is. That's awesome. Yeah. How Hell many yeah. places are you booking for, if you don't mind saying? Yeah, I I, I got um so bad habits booking. Uh, well, actually, to tie it back to the band a little bit. Uh, yeah. Andorra has this song called Habits, and you know it's it's, it's kind of like the closer end of the night. Everybody's banged up and then we're all screaming this song um uh, bad habit is the the chorus lyric there so um i i i took that and started a little bit of a festival that kind of got derailed a little bit nice. uh, over covid and um but um some some people encouraged me to to make this uh, more of a thing and um i was yeah. getting a couple offers to like run certain venues as accounts like the grape room um uh, along with the guys of DVT, we've been booking out of Kyber Pass Pub and Dobbs, and uh, a couple more are on the way. And um, I work at Ardmore Music Hall and their affiliated venues, doing okay. some ticketing office stuff. So, um, right but, you know, they're great folks, and um, I love working with them and love doing what I do. So it doesn't ever really feel like work. So it's a good place to be for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you ever want to get down and um, play here, I'm usually trying to do at least one or two festivals a year. Although, cool. um, 
I guess the fall one that we did last year was in Lancaster. So that's even closer nice. to your uh, neck of the woods. Yeah. Do you have a connection to PA other than just playing occasionally? Or like, are you family from PA or anything? No, not really. I mean, um, I guess I have one family member in the, in the Lancaster area, but that okay. was just pure whatever networking of just, I just hit up Phantom Power and just kind of explain to them what I'd been doing down here is sort of like a, I don't think I want to call it a business model, but a, a model <laughs> for a show. Yeah. Um, and they were interested. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's try branching out. And hopefully I, I'd like to do them in just different states. I mean, always do one in Baltimore, but then maybe see if like, you know, New York or Jersey or PA or whoever would want to do one too. And it's as much as I can balance at one time, I guess. But honestly, it's not too bad as I'm sure you're aware when you're doing these things, you just got to kind of keep tabs on people on your email. Yeah. Or whatever. So, yeah, no, that was super cool. And, uh, we got an invite to get out there and some of our plans changed, but yeah, I would, would love to continue to chat about other events moving forward and, you know, we can definitely yeah. team up on something too. I'd love to. Sick. Well, we'll probably wind this down here. I got to, probably get on a trail run here through the park. Um, but uh, usually I just confirm which songs, you know, uh, you want to have on this episode. Usually I go with like two songs. So um, I don't know if you want the new ones, if you want the old ones, if you want unreleased ones. Um, yeah, the, the new ones are totally cool. Any of the three I send you um, would be perfect. Cool. Yeah, I guess if you wouldn't mind just maybe sending me the MP3 or Wave for those okay. so I can slap them on here. Um, if you really needed it or wanted it, I could potentially get this out this week, like before the Thanksgiving shows, but I was most okay. likely going to release it next week, I think. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, no rush. Whatever's best for you. I mean, we talked about this weekend a bunch, so. Um, okay. Makes the most sense. Yeah, I also don't know if people would like listen to podcasts on Thanksgiving or Black Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like whatever helps, though. You know, like yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they're driving over yeah. to their drunk uncle's place and just, you know, like got yeah, you're sick of drunk uncle want to sick of talking about politics. Throw in a podcast. Yeah, so maybe it's not a bad strategy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, regardless, thanks for coming on. And like I said, thanks again for booking and all that stuff. And uh, this is uh, hopefully not the last time we'll, uh, we'll do this either. Yeah, definitely not. Thanks so much for having me, man. Appreciate you. Cool. I'll text you if I um, got any more random questions. Or something. Cool. Alrighty. Sounds good, man. Thank good. you so much. I'll see you. Later. Have a good day. So yeah, I want to thank Kevin for coming on the show and thank you for listening. The song that you're hearing in the background is called Guts and it is out on Spotify. Later.